Jacob Cameras, is that the right pronunciation? Cameras, yeah. Jacob Cameras is with us, and he is the editor-in-chief, marketing director, managing director, I should say, of the JNS.org News Service, yeah. based here in Houston, which is a secret for many. Right. Not a lot of people knew that he was based in Houston, Texas. They right. know that he's out there. They didn't know where. <laughs> we found him. That's right. Uh, thank you very much for being here, uh, Jacob. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Explain pleasure. to everybody in the audience first, what is the JNS.org news service? Absolutely. So JNS.org, or the Jewish news service, we provide content to Jewish media, uh, print and online, uh, around the country and around the world. How many outlets do you think utilize your material? About 40 to 50 uh, per month utilize the material about a hundred total are on our distribution list uh, how um, do you do all so. this what's the system these days when we're in an era of uh, you know tech great technological speed right. how does one go ahead and run right. jns.org uh, besides my cloning machine <laughs> that's um, what you need these days right. well you know we have correspondence around the world uh, first of all we do have a full-time staff of three writers and editors right. uh, we also have correspondents who work with us around the world several correspondents in Israel, um, and we're just gathering the news. A lot of the time, since the news, as you said, is so fast-moving, we're basically feeding off what other news people are breaking on the ground, and we're providing the longer view, the perspective, the analysis, because that's what we're able to do, and that's what, yeah. That's why so many people turn to your uh, service for commentary, yes. for an extended look, so to speak, uh, you know, at an individual news story. Yes. A little bit more analysis, however you want to put it. Yes. Uh, you're out there to provide more in-depth coverage uh, yes. than others. Uh, Jacob Cameras yes. is here. He's at JNS.org. Uh, I assume that people just go to that website. Can they yes. sign up for a newsletter? What do they do over there? Yeah, you can sign up for the newsletter. Uh, we send a weekly email newsletter. We are updating news throughout the day, but we choose not to inundate people with too much email. Yeah. So we send out the newsletter once a week. Is this news that people in the New York, New Jersey area insisted that uh, someone like myself come down here and uh, expose to the world what Houston, Texas, and its Jewish community is going through? I think so. I mean, I, I think that it's, it's rare, first of all, even though Houston is a large city, fourth largest city in the country. It's rare for this Jewish community to get national attention. It's somewhat unfortunate for Houston to get national attention uh, for a disaster and yeah. for many families a tragedy. Um, but, uh, but the story itself is newsworthy. It's certainly a story that someone from the New York area is coming down, I think. But it's what's most newsworthy, I think, is the community uh, rebuilding efforts, the Jewish unity that's been displayed um it's been an inspiration to me as a person and as a professional it's such really. an important component of this story the unity yeah. is incredible the outreach from uh, all aspects of life not just jewish life right. has been amazing um and I, I mentioned earlier you never know what type of theme this show is going to take uh once we hit the road and turn on the microphone it's obvious that the theme that developed over the last couple of hours is that so many people in this country and the world think that everybody's essentially recovering and doing a pretty good job recovering and things are getting back to normal. I keep mentioning that I saw that the Shul Sanctuary today figured, hey, it's going to be, you know, it's going to look like they're, they're on their way to be back on their feet, and it's just the opposite. There's so many people who are still mired in um, the aftermath of what happened back uh, on that Monday night. Right. Um, and that's a very important message, and I hope that uh, if we do nothing else here today, I mean, I'd love to raise some money for this community and to... Uh, Make sure people around the world know how to uh, how to give. But if we if we do nothing else, let's at least assure everybody that the situation down here is a devastating one, and it's going to take a while before this community recovers. What made you move to Houston, Texas? You had been in so many different places in the United right. States. Why Houston? It's a good question. Um, it was mainly driven by my wife's 
job. Uh, my wife, Megan, is the founder and CEO of an educational startup. Um, it's called FuelEd, FuelEdSchools.org. They, um, they train teachers in social and emotional competencies to fill a gap in uh, teacher training across the country. You know, many, many teachers just aren't trained in not equipped with that relationships right. and those kinds of skills uh, so she started this company and got clients in uh, Houston <laughs> and we moved from LA to Houston for that reason basically and I again work uh, remotely actually the funders of JNS.org I should say the founders of JNS.org are in Boston um, so I met my wife in Boston she wanted to move to Los Angeles. See, it's funny. When you and mentioned then, uh, to me off the air that you work yeah. remotely, I still yeah. said to myself, it's funny you mentioned this. Yeah. I said to myself, yeah, but wouldn't it be advantageous for him to be in the Eastern time zone? And then you mentioned that the founders are in Boston. I don't, I don't, I don't get you into any trouble, but I'm just, well, I'm just curious if there's anything detrimental for being an hour away from the East. Well, you know, it's not that bad in the Central time zone, but I can say when I lived in Los Angeles for a year, I was getting up quite early, <laughs> let's say 5 a.m. That was a much bigger and, challenge. Uh, right? Yes, and trying to keep pace with, uh, with with the East Coast Jewish media. That was uh, that was a little bit of a challenge, but I did it. Hey, so. they, have, they have an advantage. Yeah. What can I tell you? Jacob Cameras yeah. is with us, JNS.org. He is the managing director and editor-in-chief of the Jewish News Service. Um, all right, we talked about the unity. We talked about right. the aspect of today's theme where people have to realize that people here are still going through a tremendous uh, a, a tremendous trials and tribulations in the aftermath of what's going on. Is there any angle to this story from your perspective that we are missing or needs to be emphasized? Right. Well, you know, I, I think that there is a turning point you know, being faced by individual families and the entire community. I've, as a journalist, I've done some of my own coverage on this flood, naturally. Right. You know, I started off because, and I wrote a piece uh, for JNS.org on this, and I couldn't bring myself to cover it as a news story at first because it was so personal. Uh, we lost a car, which was no big deal, right. really. And my wife and I happened to be stuck in an elevator for a minute that night in our building. So it was a pretty personal story, and I wrote about it from the personal perspective at first. But really the turning point for the entire community and families. You know, these families are, families who have been flooded are in the midst of making a life-changing decision, what to do with their house. Do they rebuild? Do they raise their house? Do they start over? It's, these are big decisions. Right. Um, and collectively, if you combine all the affected families into one Jewish community, um, that's a collective turning point really for the for the community where does the community go from here um, do the neighborhoods maintain their Jewish character um, the unity is important and um, it's inspiring to me to see how much everyone is volunteering all the communal strength it is um, amazing but as a young person yeah but as a young person um, who's still somewhat transient with my wife in terms of where we're going to live in the future and for young people like us I'm saying sort of 25 to 35 in, in our apartment building near the shul um, it's a question whether, you know, after the flood, um, what capacity the community will have. And, you know, we're really rooting for the community, and we hope the rebuilding goes well. I mean, oh, that's, We hope and yeah. pray that this goes well. Uh, JNS.org, people can sign up for the newsletter, and they, can, uh, and they can get information about all the great work you do. That is um, uh, Jacob Cameras, who is the editor-in-chief of JNS Jewish News Service. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Nathalie. And thanks for welcoming us to Houston.